Hello and welcome to the Who's Podcast with me, Phil. And me, Paul. And on this week's show, we'll be continuing the retrospective of Season 4, and this week it's the turn of Turn Left. Uh, but first, a little bit of news. And, well, as we, we, we are recording, it's the San Diego Comic Con, isn't it? Yes. Um, now, <laughs> unfortunately, I think today is the Doctor Who panel day, isn't it? Yeah, as far uh, as I'm aware, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, now, as we're recording... There's no news coming out of there, so obviously it's not happening at the moment, or if it is, there's people just aren't tweeting about it. So, um, yeah, so it's all a bit quiet. So we've got, I haven't really got anything to report on that. So if there's anything sort of does come out, I suppose we'll we'll sort of bring that up next week. Yeah, we'll, we'll be a week late with it. A week late with, with the San Diego Comic Con news, but um, I'm, I'm a little bit cautious anyway, because um, we were just discussing before we started recording, there is going to be like another little preview clip. Uh, for the new series, and I'm sort of trying to avoid anything that might spoil it for me when it when it when it comes back. I mean, I suspect it's only going to be similar to the trailer we had at the Cardiff one, but they've obviously filmed more episodes now. Yeah, that's it. I mean, if it's a trailer, fine, but if it's yeah, you know, I mean, I, I suspect yeah. that is all they're going to be showing. Yeah, they just have a new trailer that just have new bits in from what they filmed since uh, March. March, yeah, that's it. So, crack it's, it's hard to believe it was that long ago now, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. When we, we we saw the world premiere of that uh, of that uh, trailer, but uh, yeah. So, but the only thing that sort of did come up um, the last few days was John Barrowman interviewing Matt Smith, Karen Gill, and Arthur Darvill. Now, I haven't actually seen it. You have, haven't you? Yeah, it's not exactly the most enlightening um, interview in terms of. Uh, information given because you're never going to be is it no that's right and i mean he knows the the rules as an interviewer more better than anybody else as well in terms of what you can and can't ask them so um it's it's all pretty much how are you finding this this is this your first time in america you know that's yeah, the usual, usual question rather yeah. than what is happening he asked them are they going to be in the 50th to which matt smith says definitely and the other two say we can't say so I don't know, but that's, I think that's just standard answer, isn't it? For I think so, Two yeah. characters you know are not going to actually be part of the series definitely by then. Yeah, but never, everyone knows, but whether it's... Yeah, that's it, whether it's, it's actually giving anything away um, for, to what's going to happen to him in Series 7. Yeah, I mean, that's just you know, you, the stock answer. I should think that if yeah. you've asked them any question, they'd have said, we can't tell we you. We can't so. tell you. Yeah, that's it. Um now there was one thing uh, that you noticed um, on Twitter. I was something that Matt Smith has said about the season seven premiere. Yeah, he's saying it's going to be August, which um, pretty much then nails it down to the twenty fifth. I'd have thought, as in there's well the previews on the fourteenth at the BFI, so it's not going to be before that. No, and it's the Edinburgh ones on the. 24th, 25th as well, isn't it? That's so right. They're not going to obviously going to show a, an episode that's already been broadcast on TV there. So I'd have thought that's nailed on pretty much. It's going to be the 25th as the broadcast date. Yeah, well, it's got to be because it's uh, you know it's the last as you said earlier, it's the last weekend so, in August yeah, as well, isn't it? Following so. week September, so yeah. So it's it's looking pretty certain. Okay, of course it still hasn't been confirmed by the BBC, but then they they tend not to until like you know a couple of weeks beforehand with their with their schedules yeah but, i mean as i was saying that very confidently <laughs> it did actually occur to my 
it just occurred to me that, of course, the Edinburgh one, they haven't said which episode they're going to be showing. They're just going to be previewing a Doctor Who episode, isn't it? So effectively, well, I, I, no, could I that thought mean they, that they could be showing the second one if it's already? No, I don't think they'll show the second episode. I'm pretty sure it was meant to be seat of the episode one. They're meant to be yeah. shown as well. Pretty, pretty certain. But uh, so, just oh, try, well. they decided I'll try and second guess myself. But no, I think it's. <laughs> I think they're pretty much nailed on. It's going to be the 25th. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I mean the thing is, I don't. Um, that's what's happening today at San Diego. Um, you know, I, I don't probably just don't follow the right people on Twitter, but things tend to get retweeted often enough. So it, well, we're bound to, it's bound to and pop up. And we're early at recording this today, aren't we? We are, well, yeah. So the time difference is against us as well. Yeah, that's it. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, keep our, um, we'll keep our sort of finger on the pulse if anything does, if anything interesting comes out of this. But I, as you said, I think it's going to be a, a panel of um, probably stock answers. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, the only thing that's going to come out of it is the trailer. Yeah, which we'll probably find this one on the BBC website, hopefully soon. Well, if they do the same thing as they did um, with Cardiff, it was on the BBC website on the Monday, wasn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Okay, right. Well, in other items of news, um, they may remember a a few weeks ago we um, briefly spoke about a convention where all or five surviving doctors were um, united on stage. And the question was asked, as you would expect, whether they would be prepared to be in the 50th anniversary if they were asked. Um, now, the one person who outright said no was Colin Baker. Um, but he's had to... Um, <laughs> it's been reported, he's, he's reflected on recent comments, but I think he just had to expand on what he said. Um, and basically, folks, he didn't mean it. Um, as he put it, he, he said it purely to irritate yeah, yeah. I suspect there is there is a tendency to want to do that, isn't yeah, there? It, it. it must be the most asked question. Certainly, certainly with the fiftieth coming up. Yeah, it's just got to be. Will you will you, will you ever go back to Doctor Who? Being a, a question he's probably been asked since he left, even before they started reshooting the new series mm. stuff. Um, and now you've got the fiftieth coming up. I suspect he's asked it on everything he goes on. Yeah, that's it. Um, well, it was only that he, he said that. He, another reason he said that was because um, all the others said, "Oh yeah, well I definitely do it." Um, and he, he just said just to provoke a reaction, which which didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, um, but he did go on to say though about he he'd only do it if there was if he was sort of getting equal time or something, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, um, he, he, he didn't of, seem too keen on just doing a a cameo walk on. Yeah, you know, waving at the camera and. Walking off, yeah. Um, Although he do that for a million pounds, but not a tenner. Not a tenner. Yeah. Um, He says he um, first thing is would his doctor get a fair crack of the whip in the story, and not be eclipsed by anybody else? Well, sorry, it's Matt Smith's show now, isn't it? So, yeah. I mean, well, when I suppose he says not by anybody else as to whether I suppose he means if they're going to be all the surviving doctors on there. Yes. Is he going to? Is he going to get the same billing as? Tom Baker and Sylvester McCoy and Peter Davison. I suppose he's wondering. Yeah, that's it. But I mean, he also goes on to say that he, you know, it's not going to happen. He said they don't. You know, he's saying they don't need the old actors. He's doing extremely well without them. Um, you know, but he says he's neither for it or against it. 
So I think it's I think it's purely down to script. Yeah. And money. <laughs> to a certain extent. I, I, I suspect quite a few of them would do it. Um, <clears throat> commitments allowing. Yes. If they got a good enough script. Yeah. There, there was actually I noticed during the week there was another another tweet going around that someone's saying, "Oh, Tom Baker's definitely doing it." I thought, "Oh, here we go again." He's not definitely doing it. No one's actually asked him to do it. So I think again, someone's referring back to this convention and taking it yeah. as fact. So you know, there's nothing reported. None of them have been, as far as we are, as far as we know. I've been officially asked to do anything for the 50th anniversary. So, and the, and the fact is, you can imagine if anyone says to Tom Baker, it's going to be yes, of course, of course. Yeah, exactly. He started. He's probably big wind up version talking about it? the plot that he's going to be in. Yeah, <laughs> whether he's been asked or not, <laughs> it just makes it up as he goes along. Goes along. Yeah. Good old Tom. Um, now, there's um, a little bit of big finish news. Um, now. I haven't heard of this one before. Something called countermeasures. Well, there's a there's a novelty there's a, for us. There's a novelty. Finish, now it looks like it's it's another Doctor Who spin-off. Um, now it's set up um, around characters from Remembrance of the Daleks. Yeah. Uh, now if everyone can remember that it features uh, Simon Williams as grouped Captain Gilmore and Pamela Salem as Rachel Jensen and Karen Gledhill as Alison Williams, who you know all reprise their roles. Now. Um, Perhaps there's already been one box set out already, and this is uh, Series 2 that's just been announced. Um, reading it, it sounds like Torchwood. <laughs> yeah, it's an early, yeah, the sort of forerunner to... Yeah. A forerunner idea to Torchwood, yeah. Yeah, um, it's just sort of... Um, it says they're a specialist organisation that's charged with investigating strange phenomena and dangerous new science. So it's, it sounds exactly like Torchwood, actually, but... Um, but by all accounts, it's got the, 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 without the sex, probably. Yes, indeed. Um, well, it has got we some, don't know actually. Well, it has got Simon Williams in it, after all. You know, <laughs> I saw him once at Liverpool Street Station. They was walking. No, no, I saw him at Liverpool Street Station, and I was I was amazed at how big the bloke is. I, I'm I, still wondering. Hey, no, not not in length. I mean, in height. He's. <laughs> it was. It was. It was. I can't believe how tall the guy was. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Um, sort of looking very dapper as well. So um, as you would expect from Simon Williams, really. Not sure that's going to quite come across on the audio adventures, though. It's not really, but there you go. That, that's my brush with fame. Ah, oh, there you go. <laughs> I saw him. Actually, he was looking at the board. He was looking at the board to see which which train to catch. So uh, yeah, there you go. Um, now another bit of um, bit of news. Now I don't know. I don't know if we actually spoke about this before. Um, was this fan film of Power of the Daleks. I can't remember, yeah. did we speak about this before? I think we've mentioned it. Interestingly, we've not actually, until last night, we hadn't actually spoken about it between ourselves. Even, no, have we, we haven't, no. Um, I have actually watched part one when it was released yeah. a few months ago, and I quite enjoyed it, to be honest. Um, it's different. You can, It's obviously a fan film, but it's made me want to come back for part two, which is been released so uh, I haven't watched it yet so it only got released yesterday so I haven't actually got a a, um, a chance to sit down and watch it today um, Now, I will, I will have to watch it it's one of those things where you see it and you see people talking about it and you think oh yeah I must watch that and I'm not by a computer yeah. and it goes out of your head by the time I'm next just sitting at the computer doing nothing 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's, I think I, I, I had to wait quite a while before I uh, finally got around to watching part one. But, you know, I did sort of, I think after I watched it, I tweeted that, you know, it's not bad and it's definitely made me come back and want to watch part two. Mm. Um, now, part three. Um, September, isn't it? Some point in September. Um, but they do still doing post-production work on it at the moment. However, um, it will be shown on Saturday the 1st of September in its entirety at Fernham Hall in... Um, I think I'm pronouncing it in Fairham, which it was it was partially filmed there as well. And it's all for... Um, it's like another convention. All the ticket um, sales are going for um, charity as yeah. well. So for Children in Need and Cancer Research UK. So that is that's worthwhile. Two very worthwhile charities there. Um, so when we got some more news on that, we'll, we'll announce it. Um, but I think, um, yeah, I'm, I shall definitely be watching part two anyway. Mm, no, I'm, I must um, watch part one and part two. Yeah, it's no, it's good. It's good. Um, it's sort of the, the 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 doctor in it. He's sort of uh, how can I put it? He's sort of like Troughton, Troughton-ish. I would say, but they throw other little bits of other Doctor characteristics in as well. Like he tries right. to do Venusian Aikido in part one and stuff like that. So it's, it's you know, it's not bad. It's not bad. Mm. Yeah, but... Um, okay, well, that's um, that sort of news done. But do you know what it's time for now, Paul? It's Is it, is it a big, big-voiced announcement? It is a very big-voiced announcement because it's time... For Omega's Tack Corner. You pester me with trinkets! Okay, right, well, following up from what we reported on last week um, about the um, the Sonic Screwdriver Universe Remote Control. Well, there's a little bit more news on it. Um, it's available to pre-order uh, from, yes. guess, guess who? It wouldn't be Forbidden Planet, would it? Oh, it is indeed, it is indeed. Uh, now, there's also a price tag attached to it now as well. Would you like to know what the, how much it's going to cost you? Uh, yes. Well, I, I, I think, think, think how much it's going to cost me may not be the question. But <laughs> how much it might cost you may be the question. Maybe. Well, I've now seen the price and I thought, sod it. I am not buying that, right? It is $59.99. Hmm. Yeah. It's also going to be apparently BBC are going to sell it on their website, so it'd be interesting to see whether what the they've all agreed that as the price. Mm. Or... Yeah, and I know. Forbidden Planet are usually overpriced on everything, um, but that is pretty bloody steep for a, a television remote control. <laughs> and there goes any chance of you getting a free one from them. Um, <laughs> like that was ever going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, um, yeah. yeah. I, st- yeah. I, I, I still find myself looking at that and thinking, hmm, at what point would I be really... How, how soon after buying that is the novelty going to wear off? Oh, exactly. I mean, it's all down to a motion control so you have to wave it around to change the channel or do the volume and and as we we spoke about before how many things are you going to inadvertently switch on and off mm. if you don't yeah, wave I mean, it, if you don't uh, wave it the right way you know? i haven't got a huge well actually i've got dvd and whatever player and stereo and that which i could see going on and off yeah could get some remote control lighting and curtains in to complete the set really couldn't you and you could have everything just going <laughs> Oh, God. 
Well, it says... Um, and what, what could be better, actually, if I could get lighting sorted? What could be better than you bring a nice young lady round to dim the mood, <laughs> to get the mood, dim the lights? No, to get no, out your no, I think it would dim the mood, actually. It really much. would dim the mood if you got out a sonic screwdriver and started <laughs> waving that around. So, hello, darling, what, look at this. <laughs> I think you'll be impressed with this. Actually, I think what would happen if you sort of... <laughs> If you if you did bring someone back to impress them with waving the sonic screwdriver to close the curtains, as you say, but the next thing you would hear is the front door closing. Yes. So <laughs> it's pretty remotely from you as yes, well. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I didn't know I was a setting for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! It's that special setting for making women disappear. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as Paul said, yeah, it's going to be available from uh, the BBC shop coming soon. Uh, a company called Firebox, never heard of them, Forbidden Planet, and we also understand it will be available in the USA via the BBC America shop and Think Geek uh, from September. Mm. So there we go. Right, well, that's um, that's it for the news this week. So uh, coming up very very shortly is our little retrospective of Turn Left. So for another week, then. That was the news. Okay, it's review time, and this week we are doing Turn Left. We need the Doctor more than ever. I've I've been pulled across from a different universe because every single universe is in danger. It's coming, Nana. It's coming from across the stars and nothing can stop it. What is the darkness? What do you keep telling me for? What am I supposed to do? I'm nothing special. I mean, I'm... I'm not... I'm nothing special. I'm a temp. I'm not even that. I'm nothing. Donna Noble, you're the most important woman in the whole of creation. Oh, don't. Don't. I'm tired. I'm so tired. Right, who went first last week? Um, I think I did. Well, I, was... I didn't have a lot to say, but there you no, go. No, <laughs> no, let's hope this week's a little bit better, because I, I was really struggling last week. <laughs> really struggling. I think we both were. I think it was a sort of claustrophobic episode, and our review became similar. Yes, it did, didn't it? Very much so, very much so. Well, um, okay, I'll go first. I, I still like this episode, but... I must admit, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. Um, slightly my feelings as well, actually. Oh, God, this is going to have a claustrophobic episode, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I, I remember really, really enjoying this episode when I first watched it. And I watched it today and it just didn't grab my attention anymore. Yeah, I mean, there is a certainty to certain bits to that. The fact that it's, you've seen it before, you know what's coming. Yeah. The surprise element has now gone from it. But yeah, I did find yeah. myself fiddling about with my. Oh, beg- I, oh, oh thank God for that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, uh, while, while it was going, suddenly realised I should be actually watching this because I've got to be talking about it rather than. Yeah, well, I, I, was, uh, I was actually. It just needing to be on in the background. Yeah, um, when I was eating my lunch at the time as well, whilst watching it. So I wasn't. Um, I was paying attention, but um, probably not as much as I probably should be for a review. But no. I, I still managed to make this, you know, a few, a few comment, not, not a few comments down anyway. Um, 
but it's just sort of okay. If we start at the at the, the very beginning, then with the um, the mysterious fortune teller. Yeah. Um, now I sort of watch it now. Obviously, um, everyone probably knows by now anyway. The, the actress play who, who played the fortune teller, Chippo Chung, who played uh, Chantho in. Um, oh, now I'm gonna kick myself. Sound of drums. Mm-hmm. No, not sound of drums. Utopia. Sorry, yeah. my mistake. Um, so again, it's sort of not, not another reuse of, of an actress there, but um, I couldn't actually understand what she was getting out of this deal with the with the beetle. Well, it was actually that's that was the thing actually because it was never actually explained as to who was really trying to. I mean, whether it, it was supposed the thing about it being the trickster. Yeah. Which, if you don't watch the Sarah Jane, Sarah Jane yeah. stuff, it's not going to mean anything to you. Well, this is this is the one thing that sort of surprised me because there's an awful lot of crossover between Torchwood and uh, Sarah Jane Adventures, and I think as Russell T Davis said, he would never ever cross over Doctor Who and Torchwood for a start. Yeah, because they're t- two completely different beasts, and obviously we know what's coming up in the next two episodes. Yeah, well, I, I suppose I think no. I think what what he said was he could never let the Doctor be in Torchwood mm. because it would encourage children to want to watch Torchwood. Yeah, but by the same token, you're bringing Torchwood characters into Doctor Who. Yeah, it's going to have the same effect. So to me, that doesn't really mean a lot. To be perfectly honest, <laughs> no. But I mean, I, I suppose I mean you've got the fact that Cats in Jack was a. A, a Doctor Who Doctor character, Who. So yeah, but then you bring him in, back. But you doesn't in, necessarily need to know the back catalogue of. No, but you brought Torchwood to do it. Yeah, okay. Well, we're getting ahead of ourselves, there, aren't we? Really? So, yeah, um, yeah. They're only sort of mentioned by mentioned by name in this particular episode. Yeah. Um, now, I, I do like the, the fact that actually all these things that happen because the Doctor's not there, it, it sort of you know pretty much <laughs> means the end of the world and anyone who sort of goes in, in his place like the, the torchwood team or sarah jane or, or martha um all end up dead which, yeah which i thought was pretty extreme for doctor who to be honest yeah i mean i thought that was a bit slightly in some ways over the top that they had to kill all the other yeah characters just because i mean, even kills off clyde and maria from sarah jane as well yeah um and I think Luke as well. I can't remember if Luke's name was mentioned, but I thought, you know. And obviously, he has to say that Captain Jack's taken away Back to by the Centaur to the Centaur and Homeworld because obviously he can't kill him off. Yeah, that's right. You know, so it sort of wipes out everybody. Which yeah. I thought was a little bit, <laughs> a little bit extreme, but there you go. Uh, especially as it's sort of already established in things like Torture and Sarah Jane, they they can actually get on quite well without the Doctor's assistance. Yeah. So. You know, them being killed off doesn't really make a lot of sense. It does sort of undermine them as. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? It does undermine them as, as it undermines their own shows, and it undermines the characters as well. Yeah. Oh, but uh, yeah, um, but then the, the other thing as well, the whole getting back to the time beetle uh, thing again, it's never really explained why certain people can see this thing on her back. Yeah, I it suppose just, it's people. It just is strange to be isn't it? people yeah. that have slightly got psychic powers or oh god, yeah, it's a, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yet again, it's that over reliance on psychic ability that you know Doctor Who seems to fall back on rather lazily, to be honest. Or people that are sort of see it out the corner of their eye, almost. You know, mm. 
I suppose whether it's supposed to be that it almost hides itself from vision unless you're actually when you're looking at it. Yeah. It's only if you can it's only if you sort of catch it out of the corner of your eye. I think that's what happens with the soldier, isn't it? Yeah, and and uh Actually, no, Donna's friend was standing in plain sight yeah. of the damn thing. So. Yeah, but they say yeah. about her that she's had some psychic or some theory on something else, wasn't it? Oh, she, she meant to have seen a, a ghost or just... something. Yeah, oh, oh, nonsense. It was, you know, especially... <laughs> it's just this whole thing, you know, the, Russell T. Davis actually said he would. He was, you know, Doctor was never going to be about the supernatural. It was always going to be some sort of scientific or an alien explanation behind it and and again he just sneaked that in without anybody really noticing mm. or it could be people of strong mind that aren't but again explain it don't let us make up their own it's completely confusing to everybody we're just now trying to make up our own versions of it um, I know you'd have to explain absolutely everything but that was a pretty important plot point that everyone can see this thing or occasionally see this thing on her back and Donna can't yeah you know, but um that it's some ways I think I think wasn't it supposed to be though, in some ways it was just shifted itself out of time enough. Because well, it was shifting in time. Well, yeah, that's it, why people couldn't see it. It was it always Because to... that's why she could show it to her later on in the ring thing set up. Well it always appeared the, the TARDIS. Yeah, well it always appeared when one of the things that the doctor should have put right happened. Is that like when with the um the Ragnos spaceship. A friend saw it on her back um, when the uh, the Atmos thing was going off. The soldier yeah. saw it on Donna's back, and the, and the maid when the Titanic crashed. So it always seemed to uh, that those points in time where the Doctor wasn't around to fix things, it seemed to yeah. appear. But why those only those people? And very very convenient. There was someone in the room as well who, who if, we, if we're going to say psychic abilities. Um, very very convenient that there was one around at each time. Yeah, it happens. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, now we've done nothing but slack this off so far, have we? <laughs> um, I, I've hardly said anything. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well let's let's have some um, some some good stuff then. Let's have some good stuff. Um, okay, number one is uh, Catherine Tate. Yes, who I thought was very very good, um, especially. Especially, actually, at the beginning, she was greater because it was back to old Donna. Yeah. Again, because she hadn't she hadn't been influenced by the Doctor, had she? So she was shouty Donna again. Um, her mum really annoyed me. She was so bloody obnoxious to begin with, but as she went on, you could see all the fight just draining out of her. Yeah. And she come the end, she was just like a she was broken, wasn't she? Yeah. Um, but then, of course, she got. Cribbins. Yes. Which goes without saying, really, doesn't it? It's up to his usual stand. Yeah. I mean, actually, the, the, the thing on this is the fact that you then get a very good contrast between them and Billy Piper. Hmm. In terms of trial, I think. Okay. Go on. Go and expand on your... On your uh... Um... Justin, that they're in a slightly better league than she is. <laughs> <laughs> or, do you, or did you not think that? No. Well, there's. It was. It was commented on at the time, and it's. You know, I'm not bringing anything new to the table here, but 
I think what the one thing that everyone focused on at the time, and I'm still focused on now, is this weird overbite she's developed since she left um, after season two, and then she just seems to have forgotten how to play Rose. Yeah, she's lost. She's lost the voice. Not the even that. I just don't think she's in any way. She just gets totally swamped by. Well, I think she's supposed to be a different Rose, isn't she? She's obviously sort of you know grown as a um, as a character. In the alternate universe, yeah, I know. No, so it's, I, it's, yeah, not, it's not, not the Rose not we know about the 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 character. It's just really the the level of acting. Well, that, that, that's what I'm trying to get to is the fact that she's asked to play a different version of Rose, and yeah. it's probably beyond her. Yeah, I'm sorry to say, that's 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 the only reason explanation I can give it. Yeah, which when you consider that, you know, one of the things when this was when Catherine Tate was. Announced as going to be a full-time companion for this mm. series, you just thought, mm, is she going to be good enough as an actor to be able to to do it? And she's basically acted everyone else off who's been a companion, hasn't she? She has. Yeah, I will totally, totally agree with that. I mean, she's been absolutely fantastic all the way through. Um, and it's, it's, you know, d- during the course of one episode, she's had to go back to being an old Donna, and then become the less shouty Donna. And the more sort of I could put it really, I just say less shouty Don. I'll leave it at that. Um, but in, in the space of one episode, and without yeah. the Doctor's influence as well, so she's yeah. still sort of grown as a as a person without the Doctor, purely because of all the situations she's you know she's been put in. Yeah, as has her life has changed, has she's been put under more pressure? Yeah, that inner strength has come out. Yeah, anyway, more so than her mum, because obviously you're supposed to. She her mum's the well, you could tell her mum's the angry, shouty one as well. Um, yeah. Whereas all the fight went out of her, the worst things got. Um, sort of Donna rose to the challenge. I hate that expression, yeah. but yeah, that's you know, that's that's what happened. And uh, an old Wilf, God bless him, he was just Wilf all the way through. Yeah. Um, which I thought, and and I just, again, I just cannot praise Bernard Cribbins enough, um, especially that scene uh, where they say goodbye to the Italian family. Yeah, I mean, that was actually for... We say it's about Russell T. Davies just loves to pile on the stuff. Mm. Um, that was actually well done in terms of the minimalist to it. You know, there wasn't any big explanation that, oh, this is going to happen, this is concentra- basically talking about concentration camp. That's right, yeah. It was just done as a their reaction, and then that was it, you know? Yeah, it, it was. Um, it didn't need anything else because you you knew from uh, Will's reaction. Yeah, you knew exactly what where they were going to. Yeah, I mean, it yeah. was basically he completely sells that scene, doesn't he? Yeah, um, and again, he doesn't have to say a lot either. No, I'm sorry that that's just a sign of a good act- actor. It really is. He does it. You know, doesn't you know? There's no. As we said, there's no explanation. They're just they're going off to labour camps, and the Italian guys all trying to be upbeat about it and everything. Okay, yeah. I sort of had a bit of, a and he problem. just says not again, doesn't he? And that's yeah. really all he says, isn't it? Yeah, it's, you know, it's happening again. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It was um, a very, very good scene. Very good. And scene. Has, then like I say, has to be given credit to Russell T. Davies for realizing what an actor he's got. Yeah, that he doesn't have to go into detail and explain it. Oh, exactly. He was. Um, I, th- I think. As we were talking about that Italian family, it was very oh god, I, yeah, it was. It was a stereotypical Italian, 
you know, the, the relentlessly cheerful and, you know, hey, and nice to see you and all, and all, it was, you know, over and over again. But I think it, it got its payoff in that scene. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that once he knew, he knew, the, yeah, he knew exactly, the yeah, he, he knew knows exactly what was happening. Who, yeah. It's just the brave face. Yeah. It's it's just that look he gave to Wilf. He's a, you know, yeah. Wilf, my, my Capitan. And the look at yeah. his face, look at Will's face. They both knew where he was going and yeah. what was going to happen to him. Um, it was. It was a very, very good scene. You know, very. That was very well written and nicely directed as well. And I keep forgetting Graham Harper directed this this particular episode. Yes, which I always forget about. And it's um, I can put. It's not his. I don't know because I I I don't really. I'm not really conscious of watching any other stuff he's directed apart from Doctor Who, and a lot of what he does. What I've seen Doctor Who is usually action packed. Yeah. And this I mean, is, when you consider most of the action in this is from just the recounting of previous episodes where the Doctor saved the Earth and he's not there now to do it. Yeah, that's it. Um, so this, as far as I'm aware anyway, this kind of episode's not his stock in trade, is it? No. But again, <laughs> he could just turn his hand to anything. I think I don't know why they haven't asked him to come back. I really don't know why they've asked him to come back since um, uh, Moffat took over. I think I think at the time he scheduled. Yeah, I mean, he I suppose they've slightly five. gone in a different way. There hasn't been. Well, I mean, I, you were saying about this one not being an action-packed one. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. It's just you have your own people. I suppose. Yeah, that's it. I, I don't know. I think it's just a you know, it's a shame he hasn't been asked. I really do. I really do. Um, actually, we're talking about Wilf and, and Don and everything. That that bit where they went to the the hotel on Christmas Day. It's the fact that they all got dressed to run downstairs to watch the mushroom cloud rising, which should have. Well, the time they run downstairs, it was only just beginning to rise, wasn't it? Yeah. I just noticed that the continuity was slightly out on that scene for some bizarre reason. Um, yeah, because all, all their bloody dressing, you know, and their jimmy jams, weren't they? Well, I think she was dressed. She was dressed. She? Donna but, was dressed. But Wilf and her, her mum was still in bed, for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. And Wilf had only just got off the couch. Off, yeah, so. yeah, precisely. So that was a bit, uh, a bit weird, but... Um, yeah, um, now obviously we, we get to the bit where she's ready to, to help Rose. Um, and she's like, oh, you know, you're going to die. And I thought that bit, again, that's that's when Catherine Tate really sold it, is that bit where she, they show the beetle on her back and she's yeah. absolutely, you know, absolutely terrified of it. And I, I thought she really, really did sort of sell that scene. And the bit when they fit her out in the coat and they're about to send her off, she said, oh, and she's got it worked out. And she's like, I'm not really going to die. This is what's going to happen. And it's just that Rosa will no, you you are going to die. Basically, she, yeah. she doesn't actually say anything. She she just gives her a look. And yeah, again, she says, I'm sorry, don't um, she? Yeah, that's it. Um, and it really does sort of. It really, character just really sells that scene completely. Yeah, one hundred percent. But it's the, um, but the face of fact when she actually sort of lands. Uh, back in the past, and she's like um, half a mile or a mile or half a mile away from where she should be. Um, it's that fact, that guy walks past her with a with that massive stereo. I thought she landed in nineteen eighty three as well. He's got that great big yeah boombox. I suppose it? they were trying to give you a sense of time going back, and I don't know really. Yeah, but nineteen eighty three though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well there you go. All you need was a pair of roller boots and. and a- and a, and a sweatband round his head, <laughs> and that would have been it. Playing some uh, Africa Bombarda or something like that. 
Oh dear, but yeah, that thought that yeah that, that was overselling going back into the past just a little bit too much, I think. But uh, yeah, I suppose. Uh, yeah. What time scale are we supposed to be in with Donna? Year wise, it's supposed to be modern day, isn't it? I thought. I believe it is. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not like um uh what was I say Amy's timeline. Yeah, it's meant to be back in the nineties. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, it must be it must be modern day. Yeah. Well, modern day back then, anyway. But uh, but there, <laughs> there were no boom boxes in two thousand and nine. Where the hell this came out? So <laughs> oh dear, yeah. It's it's just a. I just found this a really weird one to watch. Come the end, yeah, I really um, did. It's, it's a yeah. It's it's very much the setting up episode, isn't it? Yeah. Um, now that's the other thing as well because obviously Rose appears to her as she after she and again that was quite um, I was going to say graphic for, for Doctor Who I know you don't see anything but the fact that Donna basically commits suicide she chucks herself in front of a in front of a truck yeah um, okay so you don't see anything but you, you know exactly what's you know exactly what's happened so I, I don't know if you think the same the same as me that was sort of pretty um, pretty strong for for Doctor Who yeah, so I say. I mean, my my thoughts when I'm watching it is there's not a lot of traffic going down that road behind the truck, and then suddenly there's a massive traffic jam. <laughs> yeah, is that, yeah. There was absolutely. There was. You're right. There was nothing behind him at all, was there? No, absolutely nothing. But oh, okay, okay. But obviously, Rose whispers a couple of words uh, to yeah. her, um, which we, you know, which was bad will. Bad. I was gonna say bad will then. <laughs> She said bad will, fair go, Martin, you've got a name check. Um <laughs> she, she rushes off to yes, <laughs> listen to a podcast. podcast yeah. <laughs> bad wolf. Um Yeah, so <laughs> now what I can't understand, as soon as she mentioned the doctor runs outside, everything says bad wolf. Yeah. Now why did that happen? There was no mention of um Rose sending that back through time. And not so back back through time, but also through a, a different universe as well. I suppose the fact is what you've got is the at the time at the end of the series one mm. when she takes the TARDIS or whatever mm. into her, she does send the messages through time, doesn't she? She does, yeah. Which all right, we then go through we've then realised we've gone through um we go through that series when they keep cropping up. Yeah. I suppose it doesn't preclude her from actually knowing what is that going to happen that far in the future? She's seen into the future. She's supposed to know what's hap- what at that point, what's happened in the past, and what's going to happen. As as explanations go, that's pretty tenuous. <laughs> it is, but it, no more tenuous than than the laying of I, the, do you know what? laying through the the course of the bad wolf stuff in well, the first place. Well, do you know what? I I honestly don't think that entered RTD's mind at all. When he when he bookended that that episode with 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 all the bad wolf stuff, I just think um, I, I, I think I know, what, what, I feel, I, no. To be fair to him, I think it did. I think I, I don't. I don't think. He so. was, I think it, he just went. Oh, that that would that would be brilliant. Let's just chuck it in because at that that at that point he was running out of steam. He really was running out of steam. Um. No. I, I, no. I, I I think he did. I think he did do it. And I think it, what it was was it was the pointer to to what is coming, who is coming. What villain is coming? Because it was all leading to that at the end of that episode, wasn't well, that, it? Well, Series one, but that doesn't make any sense either. Because 
the Doctor had no clue it was the Daleks in the ne- in the next um, in Stolen Earth and, well Stolen Earth basically he had no yeah, idea no, after being isn't to, that and the whole Bad Wolf what? thing was completely okay we're skipping it to next week but it was completely forgotten about all he said oh Rose is coming back and all he just took that as Rose not the Daleks he took that as Rose coming back um yeah I don't know but but, but no but was that the message she was supposed to try and set whether he whether, whether the Doctor takes it but I think you are supposed to believe that's the message that Rose was sending back God knows. Why not just say Daleks? Um, that it's it's yeah. I suppose that it's more than that. Well, it is, but the Daleks are behind it. Yeah, that's all she has to say. Daleks. Mm. She knows what's happening in the universe. That's one so, word. Yeah, <laughs> <It> doesn't fit. <laughs> so no, I I just found that completely ridiculous at the end. I really did. I really yeah, found I mean, it ridiculous. It, it, to be honest, it didn't really need it, did it? No, it didn't. It, it's more the point. Yeah. Whether you want to argue how why it happened or whatever, it was actually did it need it, and it probably no, didn't. No, it, 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 all she had to say, yeah, fair enough, just say bad wolf, yeah, and that's it. And the doctor would have gone, well, Rose, because all the time she kept talking about this this girl or this woman who kept talking, yeah, and he just and he, who was it? Who what was her name? Blah blah blah. And all she, all she told him was bad wolf, yeah, and that's all it needed. It didn't need what happened when he when he ran out of the um, at the fortune teller's shop. No, yeah, because he was already he was already he knew yeah what's the message then anyway yeah that, that so, was that was just yeah it didn't need the extra the extra no. was 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 having having said RTD had been restrained earlier I think this probably <laughs> built up this, this was the pressure valve wasn't it <laughs> and it just felt like I've got to do something and um, yeah that come in at the end yeah it's a slight little explosion in the having restrained himself yeah it built oh, up. No. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not. Um, yeah, I wasn't imp- impressed with that ending anyway. But uh, yeah, so um, that that's all pretty much I've I've got to say about it. If I'm, if I'm yeah, I, I I agree with a lot of that. Um, there's bits. One bit actually started to make me think. Mm. If the whole premise of this is that because Donna doesn't go to work there, she never meets the Doctor. She's not there to stop the Doctor. Yeah, whatever. Surely then she's not there to appear in the TARDIS, which then brings the Doctor to fighting the Arachnid, which then gets him killed. Uh, do you know what? That's a very, very good point. So, I, does he not then get, shouldn't he have not then be killed because she wasn't there? So, life goes on, so to speak. Hmm. Yeah, I think you've just found the fatal flaw. In the whole episode, yeah, he would never have been there in the first place. No, he's only there because of Donna. Because Donna suddenly appears in the TARDIS. Yeah, exactly. Oh well, we, we just <laughs> we just blown that one out of the water, then, didn't we? <laughs> and then you're sort of sitting there and you're thinking, yes, it's all very clever, but I can't get past that now. Yeah, I, I, do you know what that that didn't occur to me at all. But you're absolutely right. It would never have happened in the first place. And if you're saying, well, you know, it would just been somebody else, well, then that somebody else might have been there to. He wouldn't have been. Might not have been there on his own. Hmm. So yeah, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, and the whole episode is is based on the fact that yeah, she wasn't there. And you can't say, oh, well, that's just a minor thing because obviously the whole premise is on the fact of a minor thing can change history. 
exactly. She, she actually she, turns right instead of left. left. Yeah, and she didn't take that job. H. C. Clements, which means she'll never have met that um, that guy she was going to get married to. The character's name I've yeah. forgotten. So she wouldn't have been fed the the uh, whatever oh, it was in the water. Some human particles or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Which then dragged her into the TARDIS. Yeah. Which then made him land to find out what was going on. So, yep, there you go. This episode should never have happened in the first place. No, it should have just... She should have gone off, worked for the accountant bloke, and that should have been that. That should have been that, indeed. Oh, Mate, well. what, might, what might have happened then, of course, is the, the giant star should have come along and destroyed most of London because he wouldn't have been there to... To have drowned the... Um, yeah. The what's them call it? Yeah. Of the Ragnos Queen. So, yeah. Yes, yes, the Earth should have been overrun by them, but he shouldn't have been killed. No, he shouldn't have been. Absolutely right. Oh, well, I think we should be scriptwriters, Paul. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that'd go well, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I think I'd get as far as writing my name at the top of the page, and that'd be oh, it. H. <laughs> and then I'd probably have to correct it. <laughs> <laughs> second draft. Explanation for it. Yeah, second uh, draft. <laughs> oh, dear. No, I, yeah. I mean, other than that, once once and that, I'm afraid, I think then started to cloud it because I, I for me through that, mm. and then you're just sitting there. The bit, I mean, obviously the different scenes were were really I really enjoyed, uh, and basically because it does give a lot of you do get a lot of Donna and Wilf acting against each other in this. Yeah, and anything that gives you that is. Well, gonna worth, be good. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's you know, that's worth the emission price alone, really, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's worth watching for that. Whether, whether, whether you can then start picking holes in the story or not, actually, that is just is worth watching it for. Yeah. Um. So it's an enjoyable episode from that. Whether it's, I know that a lot of people consider this to be one of their favourite episodes, don't they? I, I must admit, it was. It was one of my favourite episodes, but on rewatching. I just found a hell of a lot wrong with it. Yeah, and some people might say unfairly so because it is a di- it is okay. It's your it's your Doctor Light episode yeah. of, the, of the series, so okay, it's always going to be a little bit different. I thought to begin with when I first watched it, it was it was great. It was very very well done because and it, it a because you got a lot more sort of Catherine Tate and, and as, you, as you already said and Bernard Cribbins. Yeah, and I did film yeah. my, myself. Inwardly groaning whenever Billy Piper turned up, so you just thought, "Oh no, we're gonna have a scene with Billy Piper." Billy Piper, yeah. It didn't actually. I've got to be honest; it didn't bother me her performance. But all I could say was it wasn't Rose. No, and it needed it because because it is such a story built on characters. Mm. It needed everybody to be top notch to yeah. work really well. And you'd almost have actually have had a better episode had she not been in it in some way. Well, I, I suppose we, we can we can talk about Rose coming back when we get to uh, next week's yeah story, really. Um, but yeah, I, although I, it's I, I mean I might pick up, but it, it's it may not be. I haven't watched those for a while. May not be so noticeable. It's just in this story where it is really all about. Performance and dialogue. Mm. There isn't any action. There are no action scenes of which they're in. No. Um, it's yeah. You need people. You need everybody to be giving their best performance. And you don't and think? I think and yeah. I think 
most of the cast were, which then made it more noticeable when somebody wasn't. Oh, well, well, well. Billy Piper plays a bigger role next week, Paul, so you're really going to enjoy it. Yeah, no, it, yeah, but in some ways it might be okay because it's it, it's it's a lot more um, action based, isn't it? I'm um, trying to remember now. I haven't watched it for a while. I must admit. Yeah, I think it, I seem to remember it is a bit more action based, but um, <laughs> we'll, we'll find out. We'll find week. out, won't we? <laughs> yes, indeed we will. Indeed we will. Okay, shall we? Shall we leave that there? Not exactly on a on a positive but it's not really a negative either it's just no i mean it's yeah it's yeah. it's not a bad episode it's not an episode i mean I, I wouldn't mind watching it again but i wasn't um finding myself totally drawn into it yeah yeah same here same here so uh okay well that, that seems like a, a, an opportune moment to uh finish this particular episode off so uh next week then it's uh stolen earth and that means we're nearly at the end of our season four retrospective, doesn't it? Yes. And a couple it of weeks goes to go. so quickly, doesn't it? It does indeed. Now, hope we've been sort of forming some plans, haven't we, um, to sort of try and take us through? Because it's not long now, is it? Yep, just over a month. We hope. Yes. We expect now. Actually, I think is the is, is the the feeling. I think so. We get a new series. Yes, a new Doctor Who. So that'll be something new to talk about, which will be. Uh, it's going to seem weird. <laughs> and a relief. Yes. <laughs> okay, then. Right, so we'll be back next week, then, with Stolen Earth. So, for another week, it's goodbye from me, Phil. And goodbye from me, Paul. Goodbye. listen to the Who's He podcast, a proud member of the Doctor Who Podcast Alliance. If you'd like to get in touch with us here at the show, please drop us an email at feedback at who's-he.co.uk and please also visit our website, which is at www.who's-he.co.uk and you can also follow us on Twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast.